0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Nine Seven Podcast. Where
1: well, we talked about our journey from Nine Seven to now. We are your hosts, Neil
0: and Mary Robinson.
1: Though we aren't relationship experts, we've
0: learned a lot along the way since '97. And we're back.
1: Hey, everyone. How you doing?
0: Hope everybody's doing well.
1: We got a mic.
0: I know, we feel all professional and things now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So today, we're going to talk about uh, love languages. Yeah. Um, That's one of the things that we talked about early on while we weren't even married yet. This was when we were still dating, when you were in the military, um, one of the, I think it was was it MOS school or training or something you went to I just can't remember exactly what it was
1: yeah so so let me give a a little recap so up to this point you've been with us on our journey to be married and our journey through dating and proposals and things like that and just before we get into a little more deeper conversation about married life and what that entails we decided to take a step back and talk about a topic that is a thread that runs through our marriage, mm-hmm. and something that we took the time to, you know, do a little—not not a ton of research, but we did a little research about that sparked up a a, a conversation. So this is kind of like a, not necessarily a prequel prequel, but kind of like a side story to help inform uh, the conversations that you'll hear later in the series. When we're actually talking about our actual married life and how we got to some of the things we got to. So, yeah, I was in MLS school and in MLS school, we picked up a book called The
0: Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And it was before you left. We went to like the local Barnes and Noble and we were just looking for something that we could maybe read together while you were away. And, you know, I would be in college, you were going to be in MOS school. And so we were looking for something that we could do to, ch- to kind of stay connected, but to try to build our relationship at the same time. And we came across this book. We had no idea how, like... Widely known, this book was at the time, and like even now, when I hear people like I hear a lot of people talking about love languages just love languages, and I'm like, man, we read that book, not even thinking that it was like a a thing, yeah. <laughs> like just the book that we were like, it was, and it wasn't even like we didn't pay full price; it was like one of the bargain books or something, yeah, at the time, what and what's
1: really what's really funny about that is when we picked up that book, I thought it was gonna be like a real academic dissertation about love and maybe even the science behind what makes people fall in love Mm -hmm. or how love language evolved like how people profess their love over time through like poems and things like that Mm -hmm. you know because you know at some point you know I give you an olive leaf could have been a a sign of love the way now we use roses and things like that so I thought it was going to be talking about that kind of thing you know, over time. So the fact that it, it turned out to not be that was really, really interesting to me.
0: Yep, I agree. Because I, I didn't have an expectation. I had no idea how long, I mean, not how long, but what type of book it was going to be. Like, we just saw it and we're like, oh, this ought to be interesting. But little did we know the amount of things that we would really learn by reading the book when it, you know, started to break down like, the different ways different people perceive love and give love to one another and mm. it, it just became one of those things that we referenced a lot yeah over the course of our 18 what is it 18 22
1: something like that 23
0: 1823 something like that 18 married almost 18 married almost 23 together
1: mm-hmm. um but I think it's interesting too because uh when you talk about love languages and and things like that I think is um funny how you know it taps into one of those very basic things of communication mhm because I can say to you the words that I think articulate the idea that I want you to gain mhm but you receive those words based on your life experience
0: exactly
1: so i can say it and say i'm saying it as plainly and as calmly as i can but if you define certain things differently where there's a colloquial definition or an actual definition you know if one of us is defining any of those words differently sometimes that leads to a miscommunication right sometimes that leads to an argument you know because i said x you received that as y and now we have a disagreement yep so i think um even when you start talking about love language anything where you have to deal with human to human interpersonal communication or trying to convey ideas to another person it's a real uh you know to use a programming term low level
0: you know concept
1: you Mm -hmm. know it's at the at the very beginning of everything
0: it's like that foundational concept yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's really hard it's really hard to master. Like at what you said, twenty three mm-hmm. twenty three total and I find that it's still something that every day, every hour, you know, you we're working at it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll say something and be like, Oh man, that didn't come out the way I meant it mm-hmm. to or Oh, I said this and I hope I hope she understands I mean that or mm-hmm. You know, just different things like that where I think, you know, it's not like necessarily as forefront as it is, you know, on this topic in the time period we're talking about right, right. now. But it is something that I think we both still definitely work at to some to Absolutely. some degree. So You wouldn't
0: be really building if you weren't constantly working at it.
1: Yeah, trying to improve mm-hmm. any any way you can. Uh I think was was with that said I think um, the big question is what what is your love language love
0: well before I get into that there's five like we said like the book is the five love languages mm-hmm. and um, they are uh, words of affirmation um, acts of service
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, quality time giving gifts and physical touch oh yeah oh boy <laughs> It doesn't have to mean sexual touch. Just touchy-feely.
1: I didn't say sex. I physical touch. (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, for me, I find it interesting because, you know, if you would... Like, when we first took this back in whatever year that was, 2000 maybe, Mm -hmm. 2001-ish, giving gifts was probably very high on the list the first time I took it. But... Over time your love language has changed depending on this you know where you
1: are in life. Well let's let's put that into context 2001 mm-hmm. you were
0: in college
1: in 21 20. I
0: was 20, 20 in 2001.
1: Yeah so so yeah that that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. for gifts to be high on the list at, at 20.
0: I mean, but some people, that's how they're listed at 40. It just depends on where they are. And some people just really enjoy getting a gift. And there's, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an age thing. I just think it's a state of where you are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, you know, but for me right now, um, my love language is quality time and acts of service.
1: Are you sure about that?
0: I'm a hundred percent sure. They're positive. That. Yes.
1: You don't want to phone a friend, or?
0: Mm-mm. The only phone friend I need to phone is me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, because those are two things that I know right now.
1: Wait, what was it again?
0: Acts of service and quality time. Okay. And that's quality time, as you know. As a spouse to you, I enjoy quality time with each one of the the kids you know like just quality time overall like that special amount of time that's just for me okay what about you
1: um it's probably going to be physical touch Mm -hmm. and physical touch
0: (laughs) you don't have a number two
1: (laughs) no no i do i think it's uh physical touch and and acts of service
0: interesting
1: I think those are are the two, because I really enjoy. Now, I think the thing there is to define acts of service. Mm -hmm. Because for me, when you cook, I consider that an act of service. So, you know, any of those kind of things, because I think, you know, like we talked about before when we were talking about gender roles and and definitions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it's I, I didn't come into our marriage and I still don't automatically assume that you're going to cook, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't consider that like a thing that is isolated to you to do. Right. So because of that, whenever you do it to me, that's a that's an act of service, that's something you're doing out of the goodness of your heart mm-hmm. because you want to do it and not necessarily because you feel obligated to do it. Right. So to me, any of those kind of things. Um, and, and and to define it even further, specifically for me. Right. When you cook for me, because I do make the assumption that one of us will take the time to feed the kids. Right. As a obligation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when you cook a meal for me, I consider that a, a act of service. Right. So I just wanted to throw that, that definition out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really anything that eases a burden that you have or eases a responsibility that you have. So like, you know, those times when you, you know, wrangle up the kids and you military style make them <laughs> get clean done. up all of downstairs and I just can like sit and relax. And I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, but. I'll play a couple games on my phone or something, mm-hmm. or uh, watch a YouTube video or something like that while they're doing while you guys are cleaning up downstairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really cleaning, not just like picking up, but like you know.
1: Yeah, when we're doing the real doing thing, the field, the real, field day when yeah, we the field, field day.
0: day. Yeah. Um. That's really nice, and then like you know, quality time is one of those things where. A lot of people, you can start to take that for granted, but not for me because it like the five or ten minutes that we that you started initiating us um, after we eat dinner. You're like, come on, let's go sit on the porch. Like that's a very important amount of time for me now, because you know it's not like we can go out on a date, you know, mm-hmm. again.
1: Hashtag quarantine life.
0: Exactly 2020 quarantine. So. You know, we can't really go out on a date. We have, you know, 24-7 kids on deck. So it's not like we get a lot of just me and you time that's not like now in the middle of the night when we're both starting to get tired. Mm -hmm. You know, so that little bit of usually about 10 minutes before one of them busts out the door with a, you know
1: mommy help me
0: burning issue that really isn't
1: (laughs) yeah i keep breathing
0: (laughs) oh my gosh my toenail hurts now Mm -hmm. but you know it's still an important amount of time for me on the nights that we get to actually do that it's it's super important and i value that a lot so i do appreciate that you started initiating that without me having to you know hey can we do this hey can we do this (laughs) so that that's meant a lot to me which, which goes into the next thing that I wanted to talk about was um, a lot of times we know our own love language. And because that's how we accept love, that's also the way we give love. But we have to be very aware that just because quality time is something that I love doesn't mean that you're going to accept it the same way that I would.
1: Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really, that's a big one. And that's, I think, a really big deal because I think that also leads to, again, it has to, the ability to lead to miscommunication.
0: Exactly.
1: Because, you know, you're like, oh, I love this time that we spend together. And I could be like, well, I I don't mind spending the time with you, but it doesn't really mean a lot to me. It doesn't right. hold a lot of water right. for me. So.
0: For me, it's like like and I'm not saying that this is how you feel about it, but right. you know for someone who their love language is not quality time, them giving that as you know trying to respond to the other person to them, they're like, but I could be doing something else right now mm-hmm. you know but giving of that time, you know as a part of that other person's love language is important but like you know a lot of people think oh giving gifts that's showing love but for someone who gift giving is not their love language it's just like well why did you buy me a birkin bag i don't really
1: i'm good <laughs> like you just went way too you just i don't know if that was a hint it's not know. a hint it's not a hint <laughs> you just but went i'm just saying like
0: some people think that oh i can just lav- lavishly give you gifts mm-hmm. But if that person's love language is quality time, then okay, the gift is nice. But I'm still not happy in the way of, you know, that isn't the way that I receive love.
1: So so you've given me all these things, but I still don't feel love and appreciated.
0: Right. Even though for you, gift giving might be a bit... Like this episode of Blackish was like that. Remember Mm -hmm. when they were doing like... um, (laughs) Dre was telling Rainbow that... She was a horrible gift giver, but yeah. her giftings were all like sentimental things, like things that to her would have been fantastic as a gift. Mm-hmm. And then he would give all these lavish gifts, but that wasn't her love language. Right. And so that it just caused a huge communication issue yep. because they weren't talking each other's language. Right,
1: right. So. It's just like if somebody speaks French and someone else speaks, you know, Mandarin. Yeah and there's no translator. Right. It's a, it's going.
0: And you're saying everything that you need to say and the other person looking at you like I have no idea what you are talking about right now.
1: <laughs> smile and nod. Smile exactly. Nod.
0: And meanwhile you're agreeing to stuff. <laughs> you don't even know, know what
1: you're agreeing to. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think that's hugely important and I think that's a really good point cuz I think um, I think for me from from my perspective and I think from the provision perspective, right? That's one of those things that I take, and I and I think I think personally, I think men in general, when you're talking about relationship building, and we talk about providing, mm-hmm. that's one of the things, not necessarily that we need to be sensitive to, but you need to at least understand that, you know, in the realm of provision, mm-hmm. right? I provide money and clothing and this and that and all these different things as a man and and I would think most men take pride in being able to provide for their family things like that I think the other thing that you know men should think about in the way of provision is providing that that safe space and trying to trying Mm because it can be hard sometimes Mm -hmm. um, to understand their significant other's love language To provide that for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, which again can be hard because especially if you're trying to find that other person's love language and they don't have the words or they don't know it themselves. Right. In a a way to convey it to you succinctly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I like this, but I don't like that, but I don't like this. And it can be a lot of mixed messages. Right. That you got to weed through to figure out, okay, she said she enjoyed this. But sometimes doing that again, it was something she enjoyed, but not actually her love language. Right. And that can, be, that can be hard to navigate. But I think it's one of those things that, you know, when you hit certain levels, I think it's easier to focus on things like that than it is at other levels. Cause, right. Because even for us, um, you know, when times were tougher, it's a lot harder to sit down and go, hmm, what's her love language? Let me devote hours and brain power to that and not to how to increase our income or give us some other wealth opportunities things like that so I do recognize that it is love language is on the hierarchy of needs yeah. but it definitely has some prerequisites to it before you're um, not necessarily evolved but before you reach a point where it becomes the fo- a focal point of your relationship.
0: I don't know. I I don't know if I agree completely with that because you know knowing your love language doesn't you don't have to be at a certain level of like um, stability to speak someone's love language. And it's not like you have, I mean, you don't have to like spend hours trying to figure out what someone's leveling, which is now they have. I mean, back when we read the books, it was just a book. But now there's like a whole website dedicated to it. Mm -hmm. And like I would even recommend or suggest that couples just redo, like take the test, like maybe on their anniversary every year or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that when they, you know, are assessing one another it's not a big guessing game like you were just saying like you know not having to spend like hours upon hours trying to figure out how to love somebody versus you know how can i make money well it may take a couple of minutes just to take the love language assessment and that way at least you know you know we don't have a lot of money but her love language is quality time anyway so you don't really need a lot of money for that and mm-hmm. it could just be, oh, let's sit down and watch this movie together tonight. You know, mm-hmm. that's a quality time hit right there. Or if they're doing something around the house. Yeah, you might live like when we first got married. you living in a one-bedroom, you know, 800-square-foot house. <laughs> or if you want to call it that. it's a good time. And, oh, man, thank you so much for how you cleaned up the kitchen today words of affirmation you did such a great job you know decorating our two-foot christmas tree like you know just it doesn't have to make be a big deal it's just one of those things that you are aware of Hmm.
1: okay i think one of the things we probably should do is put a link to one of those tests in the show notes yeah so i think it's really
0: one of them like the i think the official one might be just love languagesages.com like yeah we'll just simple. put it in, the,
1: in the show notes though just so people have a <laughs> a easy way to link to it but um while we're on the topic of disagreeing um <laughs> <laughs>
0: topic of disagreeing okay S-
1: since you since you you know disagreed with me there <laughs> uh, no no that's actually a really good point i i do see your point there uh in the way of you know it it's not a high hurdle But I think, I think sometimes, I think sometimes, at least from my perspective, sometimes, you know, in the way of things on your mind during the course of a day Mm -hmm. that that is not necessarily a thing that's on your mind when you have other things
0: that are pressing, I get it, that are
1: pressing. So, so if you don't, and I think maybe that, you know, thinking about it now and looking back over our relationship. You know, having done that in that moment when we did it, Mm -hmm. where we were apart
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and had, you know, some other things to focus on. But you could really, you know, in your quiet moments in school and when I wasn't actively training, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, MOS school, part of that was study. Mm -hmm. So I had that that time and some weekends where I could sit and really digest that that information. And so, you know, looking back on that, that might have put us in a different sphere. Yeah. Where, oh, we've had time to really digest this information and, and synthesize it for ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Before we came back together and, and had to kind of apply it. Right. So, you know, to your point, we might have we inadvertently put ourselves in a, in a good position. Um, just by having that information a little sooner.
0: Right. Because I remember, even there were times, like I said earlier, then one of my major love languages was giving gifts. And again, we weren't like rolling in the dough. <laughs> you know, we were military salary, you know, trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And you would just come home maybe with a single rose or with my favorite snack. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's a gift. Mm -hmm. You were thinking about me and you and you took your time to stop at the gas station or wherever. Mm -hmm. And oh, I'm gonna grab this little two, three dollars worth of stuff because I'm thinking about her and she likes getting gifts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just little things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And for me, um, I don't think my love language has changed that much. It really
0: hasn't. I mean, you used to be more along the gift giving too. Your gift giving al has always been a bit more pricey than the stuff that I would like <laughs> because your you know your your hobbies are different than mine, but even then you know I would drop a your favorite candy bar in your seat before you like before you would go to work or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um just to you know hey, I know he likes this and put it in his chair, and then maybe at his little first snack break or something he'll have something cool to eat or something like that. But um no yours hasn't really touched you 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 like our children are very touchy feely well I guess we all kind of are really touchy feely yeah but our little guy is really touchy feely just like you mm-hmm. like he wants to cuddle all the time and, yeah that's the know. good
1: stuff that's part of, <laughs> that's part of why you go ahead and uh sign the dotted line on the marriage certificate and he's like oh I got a cuddle buddy now
0: mm, they're funny <laughs> but yeah I I think yours hasn't changed very much
1: yeah I, w- I would be interested in how often men's love language change you know because i think i think sometimes in the way of you know men being all over the place when they're younger and and once we kind of get settled in our ways we're pretty set you know pretty hardcore set uh once we're in our ways i wonder and i'm wondering if that's because you know that's me speaking from my experience mm-hmm. and i wonder i wonder if any other men you know understand you know have done enough introspection to know hey over the last 15 years my love cha- language has changed six times or if they've re- reached a certain level of success cuz right. i think that can affect your love language too i do
0: yeah i agree because at some point you've gifted out like yeah. Then the gifts have to become really grand gestures. Like, yeah. uh, you know, all of the basic everyday stuff is like, okay, we're we're good. But come anniversary time, we got to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know that the Rona kind of jacked up twenty twenty because we had some really great grand gesture style mm-hmm. <laughs> things planned. But you know, the, the gift giving isn't either one of our like. Major, major love languages, or well, or major
1: fortés. Right, we're we're decent gift givers. Yeah, I we're think.
0: both really. I think we do a good job, Do yeah. a good job of gift giving.
1: I, I think the thing with gift giving as a love language too, is when you hit a certain, like like we were saying, a certain success level, they have to become either really grand and, maybe even opulent or hyper, sentimental, sentimental. and specific.
0: You know me. I've always aimed at the sentimental gift. Like I think that I'm a really good gift giver. What for, do you think?
1: For, for sentimental gifts, absolutely. Yes,
0: like I'm. I usually nail it on yeah. the sentimental for and, everyone.
1: Especially because you're a crafter and you pay attention.
0: Yes, I'm very observant, and so yeah, gift giving. I'm great at gift giving. I'm not the best, easiest person to give a gift to. That no. I recognize that. Absolutely. Not. <laughs>
1: Under any circumstances. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> after Marine Corps boot camp, buying you a gift to wow you is the second hardest thing I've done in my yeah. life.
0: But again, that's not my love language either. So right. it's like, so, you know, yes, do I enjoy getting gifts? Yes. Mm-hmm. I ne- I would never, you know, lie and say, oh, I don't care about. Yes, I mm-hmm. enjoy receiving gifts. And,
1: and you're thankful for the gifts. 100%. It, it's just not your...
0: Yeah, it's not my like, oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. I'm
1: gonna talk about this for six years. Now
0: if the gift if the gift caters to
1: The love language.
0: My love language, which is quality time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or acts of service, if it caters to those, I'm probably gonna be real hype about it. Like, oh yeah. (laughs) We about to do this boat ride, okay. (laughs) You know. Now, that gift is catering to my love language, so then it would it would matter a bit more
1: mm. for that, me. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I think uh, I was going to say something about acts of service, but it's one of those things where uh, it doesn't get old. Because I was thinking about, like, can you top out on the love languages? Or... I don't think so. Because acts of <laughs> service is one of those things where it's like, it seems like, you know, depending on, again, I do feel like your definition of acts of service matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you deem a service? Mm-hmm. Because I think if if I thought cooking was a duty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, then the number of acts of service or the times, you know, like you would have to be hyper deliberate mm-hmm. on I'm doing this for you mm-hmm. type situation, so I think your personal definitions of things come into into effect too. Which, which honestly, in the realm of communication, might be something to talk about. You know, if you right. identify your love languages and you're conveying that to your significant other, then you know that might be a thing that to ask. Yeah, know, how do you define acts? For sure, it's, it's definitely service.
0: something that would need to be discussed like even like words of affirmation like some people hunger for words of affirmation so they give them all the time mm-hmm. to other people wanting them to wanting come back. them to come back and then you get and then and that's a really frustrating thing and i've, I've been in that situation before like i'm doing all this stuff for you i'm mm-hmm. trying to spend time with you not you specifically yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just talking generally but when you don't get it back, it's, it's hyper frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. why is it that you can't appreciate it and at least, like, <laughs> reciprocate, but you can't expect that? Right. Because right. that might not be their way of showing their love. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't expect someone to love you the way that you want to be loved unless you communicate that. And communicate I think, that to yeah, them. And I think
1: that's a, a hyper important lesson. Um, that even you and I went through, uh, you know, nobody's a mind reader. That's right. And if you don't, if you don't make me aware that there is a problem, there's no way for me to fix the problem. Yep. And so if I'm not loving you the way you want to be loved or the way you need to be loved, you need to figure out some way to communicate that to me better than a hint. Right. You know, cause I think, I think that that becomes a a issue too. Like you throwing hints for two years, you know, every day I do this thing and every day I do this and maybe eventually he'll see or maybe eventually she'll see that this is, I just want her to do X and they may never see it. And more than likely they won't ever see it. But if you just say, I need you to spend some quality time with me. And for me, quality time means you're not on your phone. You're not on a device. We're somewhere together, you know what I'm saying? And I am the focal point of your attention. Right. That's a really clear, actionable thing Mm -hmm. that somebody can do. And it's, and
0: the. I mean, just can't, you can't expect people to read your mind and know that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: really cannot do that. And that's something, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, but if you have to tell them it takes away, it doesn't. Mm -mm. Like, when you're saying it, you might feel like, oh, I don't know why I always have to tell exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. But over time, you're like, man, I'm glad I did because now I feel fulfilled in this way that I didn't before because all you had to do was open your mouth.
1: Well, I think, I think to your earlier statement, right, we had a couple of conversations about, you know, not only love languages, but just what we need as people. Right. And I think your love language is... Part of what you need as a person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was it was I can't remember the exact conversation, but you told me that quality time was a big deal for you, right? And that you like spending quality time, and it didn't go past that. And then later we we were doing something, and you know I had the presence of mind, or the Lord dropped it in my spirit, whatever happened. But I asked you, I said, does is this mm-hmm. considered do you consider this quality time? And when you were like, "Yes," I now had a definition. You had
0: a, a reference point
1: of what quality time meant. Now you had said it. I don't know how long ago this was when you told me that, but then that plus the following event led to the, to what you now describe as the wonderful surprise of me initiating mm-hmm. the "Let's go sit on the porch." you know what I'm saying but that's an evolution and that opportunity wouldn't have never arose if you hadn't just been very clear yep. on what you what you needed and and what that expectation was to say no I like quality time and I need quality time right. because I homeschool and I'm with these kids all day
0: and I've been homeschooling since way before the rona so it's not a new thing, right, for right. Us. <laughs>
1: like you're what eight years in seven yeah, this years will in?
0: make this this school year ended seven years,
1: yeah, so seven years in a home and that's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week with right. the kids, and you were like, I just need some time with you, Where just, I'm
0: not like about to fall asleep,
1: right, and I'm um, the focal point of what you're doing right. because I can be in a room and be on an iPad and everything else. And you and when you said that and then, you know, that next situation where that arose and I said, is this what you consider quality time? Once you say yes, now I have all of these opportunities where now I know what the definition of quality time is for Mary.
0: And that's one of those things I'm really proud of us for. Like, and this is new, maybe like in the last three years, like we'll just ask, okay, what does that look like? Yeah. Because, you know, you spend we we, in most people spend a lot of time like um, assuming they know what that means, like quality time. And then you assume you know what that means. But once we started asking the question, okay, you said you enjoy acts of service. What does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Or you say you want words of affirmation? Well, what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. because every and i say this all the time i know the kids are probably tired of hearing it but i always say your everyone's experience is their own yeah so i can't assume that in the world of mary of 39 years on this earth that you're going to know exactly what i mean when i say i enjoy quality time i enjoy acts of service
1: yeah yeah not to mention you know language as a whole you got the actual definition, then you got yep. where you grew, grew up,
0: yep. what you observed, your, your life experience, your cultural
1: background. And they all influence what words mean to you. Yep. So it's very it's very hard sometimes in conversations because I've, I've learned to do this quite a few times when people say something and I'll say, what does that mean? Right. Can you define that? Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, it's not being facetious and it's not you know, coming from a place of ignorance. I mean, I guess so. But I want you to define it so I can be firm in knowing that we're actually talking about the same thing. Right. And I, and I run into it a lot in my professional life with the word app. Because, mm-hmm. you know, being a iOS mobile app developer is one of those things where in my professional life, people say app for everything. Right. And then at one point, even Applebee's had... Half-price apps, and they was <laughs> using it for appetizers, so it got to a point where you know, I would talk to people and they say, "I want an app for this or an app for that," and I would have to say, "Okay." What do you mean by that? I define the app as this. How do mm-hmm. you define it?
0: It's all about you have to be very clear about what things mean for you, and not assume that someone else is going to understand exactly what you mean when you say it. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of those things with the love languages that you have to be. Blatantly clear about.
1: I think I think um, something that you had said to me um, earlier. I think today actually was about being deliberate, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I think that's that's really important in love language. Uh, Not not necessarily just in the execution, but when you're communicating, you you are deliberate in saying and kind of spelling it out Mm -hmm. for the person. Cause i think once you do that you open up for them a whole bunch of new opportunities right now that you've defined not only your love language but how you receive that as a positive mm-hmm. you know i can check a box and say if i do it this way she will receive it the way i intend i think you give you give that other person a whole new set of opportunities to surprise you. Yep. you. You give them a lot of new ways to right. to surprise you and delight you in, in very yep. special and unique ways. You
0: open the door of opportunity for them that they didn't even know was there before.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, who would have known that? Me just saying, because, you know, here in this house, we have a nice porch, and me just saying, hey, let's go enjoy the thing <laughs> that, you know, we have. that we have. So let's just go and, you know, be that 80 year old couple that sit on the front <laughs> porch in the rocking chairs that you would turn that into a delightful thing that you enjoy. You know, what I'm saying yep. like that's just having those those opportunities. And then I think at some point they become ingrained in the way you work mm-hmm. and, and and how your relationship evolves. And you can start you'll start just saying, oh, you'll start seeing the opportunity. Right. Oh, yeah. You know the kids are going to do this we can take 20 minutes to just look out the window or do this thing over here in the sunroom or Mm -hmm. whatever while the kids are busy doing Mm -hmm. that and i know she's going to receive that a certain way and vice versa you know what i'm saying because you know oh not only can i make a meal but i can make this and he's going to receive that as a -hmm. positive positive you know what I'm saying, and receive it the way I'm intending it. Right. I want him to understand that this I'm doing something extra for him. Right. And he's going to receive it that way. So I think that's that's really special and really a really powerful thing if you can uh, get to that point. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that was good.
0: Yeah, uh, really good actually.
1: Yep. Yeah. I hope this sounds superb with the new mic. I
0: hope so too. And for those of you that are like, you know, looking for the. Love languages again, we'll put it in
1: In the show notes. The
0: show notes, and I mean, it's good for everyone, not just married couples, but even in friendships and um, family, familial relationships like, just to know what your love languages are, and then you can communicate that to other people, you know.
1: That's actually a really good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a really really good point. And then if you
0: if you're a parent, knowing your kids love languages is very important because it, then you know we have three kids, very very different personalities. One of them loves gifts.
1: One mm-hmm. of them is just
0: like, oh, it's okay, you know. But quality time. Oh yeah. All day long. All you day. You know what I'm saying? Like. If it spend can just... all the time with me. Yep. And then some of them are just, you did a good job. They want to hear that all day long. They mm-hmm. want to hear the the words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's good to not only know it in your, you know, spousal relationships, but your relationships with your kids, relationships with your family, relationships with your friends. Yep. Just to to know it, you know, if you mm-hmm. have a bunch, you and a bunch of your girlfriends want to get together and take the love languages quiz. Do that. It's fun, you know. Have it with your, let your teenagers take it. Let your kids, you know, if they're old enough to understand the questioning, let them Let them take the quiz. Because it's just good to understand and know how they are going to receive love. Mm-hmm. The best. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us are on a spectrum with all five of them. And I would argue, even for you, that your top one or two might not have changed, but I bet those bottom three shift up and down depending on Time of your life, too.
1: Maybe I, I doubt think.
0: it. No, I don't doubt it. I'm pretty sure they should I'm, But I'm
1: like a mountain stoic. <laughs>
0: but it's good to take it and not just take it one time and think it's going to stay the same because it won't. Yeah, for most people, I would especially say. as
1: your situation changes, too. Because right. it's like everything else, right? What I valued at 20 is not d- the same, I don't value at nearly 40.
0: Right? Acts of service didn't mean much to me newly married at 21 as it means right now at 39 with three kids with three kids like it didn't (laughs) when i saw this meme years ago that was like cleaning up with three kids is like chewing an oreo and brushing your teeth at the same time (laughs) that's what it means sometimes so acts of service at 21 didn't mean the same as mm-hmm. it does at 39. Especially
1: because at 21 you was like I could have did that.
0: Right. At 21 you're like what you mean you cleaned up you picked up the one towel that was on the floor. Like, Or, or you cleaned up
1: the mess you made anyway. oh right. mm-hmm.
0: Or you clean your hair off the sink. Why thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. you cleaning up after yourself.
1: So, finally. but Yeah. But at 39 with three kids it's like oh you cleaned up oh, man, the mess that they Oh man you cleaned the met?
0: bathroom? oh my goodness what's your love language again <laughs> let me speak to that <laughs> yep touch <laughs> but yeah so just a little you know aside at the end there just yeah. to wrap it all up
1: Yep. but yeah
0: that was fun
1: yeah that was great so thanks everyone
0: thank you so much